Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you get on my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another 40 to Level 1. I am one of your hosts, Alice Kennedy. This is episode 249, and here with me tonight is the Twilight Princess of all games himself, Bear. Mr. Andy Rocker here, as always, yeah. And joining us from the right top, is that right? Correct. <laughs> get her. No, it's, <laughs> right. it's right. Get, get, what? Andy, stop confusing. You've had your chance. Joining us from the right up, film reviewer himself, previous guest host. Cameron through. <laughs> good, good, good job, guys. That's us. Mic drop, we can all go home. Fucking hell. So yes, um, let us know how the audio is all games, by the way, because we're using this Discord thing for the first time ever. But anyway, we shall begin. Let's start the show with big screen, wave screen. This is the part of the show where we like talking about, well, Andy likes typing apparently, the loud bastard, where we like talking about all the, the movies and all the films we have watched throughout the week. So why don't we have Andy first, because Cameron's no longer a first time guest and I don't want Andy typing anymore. Andy, what have you been watching? Okay, so I've been watching more uh, Designated Survivor. Yeah. And it's still awesome. You uh, you still don't like it. Uh, I've nearly finished the season, though. We've, we've got, like, two episodes of it left to watch. Um, but, yeah, it's great. Uh, I can't really say any more about it than I did last week. Have you seen it, Cameron? Um, no, my flatmate was a huge, huge fan of it. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you like Jack Bauer... Fucking Jack Bauer is the president. That's 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 the elevator pitch. So we need to know. Just watch it. Uh, obviously, he doesn't do any secret agenting. He just leaves that to other people. But there is like other people doing secret agent working and stuff like that. So it's good. Uh, I I did though. I wanted to watch more of the other night, and like Ashley was uh, was at work. So I was like, ah, oh, I really want to watch something that's like this. So I watched uh, London Has Fallen. Okay. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, it's like a president-y type thing because I've already I've seen like Olympus has fallen and it was all right. Why don't why did, why did you watch like Alpha House or House of Cards? No, yeah. well, that's too serious. Like, I wanted to watch something a bit more. Like, uh, and if London has fallen's a blatant fucking comedy. No, not a comedy, but not like it's not like a serious like drama or anything like that. It's it's a, a light-hearted very... take on a terrorist attack. <laughs> it, it, it very much is, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like you know, per se, but one of those got a bad rep. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like it's okay. Like uh, it's nowhere near as good as uh, Olympus has fallen. Though Olympus has fallen is much better. Didn't watch either of them. Was there not like Olympus two has films? fallen? Is very 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 good. Uh, was it really 
done better than it that it had any right to be and it came out at the same time as pretty much White House Down it was like that, two White House takeover movies in the one year and Olympus Has Fallen had the grittier edge but London Has Fallen is not as an good. interesting take on a sequel <laughs> yeah I mean like I, I didn't watch it because like it get lost among the okay there's another one of these out and like when the Martian and all the space movies came out I went I only need one if one of you guys had come out I'd have watched it but you've all lost out see what you've done the, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't like the uh, what? What's the guy's name uh, that plays the president? Channing Tatum. Not Channing. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, I didn't like him Two in face. this movie. Yeah, Two Face. Yeah, I really didn't like him in this movie. He was really crap. Like he was all right in the first movie as the president, but in this one, he was just awful. See, well, I thought one, he just had a death wish. He just wanted to yeah. die for his country, no matter what happened. Like, like a really minor incident. It was like, oh, if, if I have to die, I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> the, the papers haven't been delivered today. I'll die for them. <laughs> but yeah, he, I don't think he was very good as the president in this one. Uh, I also didn't think the plot was very good at all. Like, it was very, very loose and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the the initial attack, the the. Pl- the likelihood of that ever being a reality, honestly, is non-existent. It was, it was just <laughs> no, there's no way. Nonsense, absolute nonsense. That, but you know, it's a fairly fun movie. Yeah, all the death and all the terrorism, so fun. Uh, I did like how Absolutely. they blew up a bunch of like London landmarks. That was kind of fun. Like, oh yeah, there's, there's a, that. the bridge going blow up, cool, and then a church, cool, boom. It's funny how the, they knew exactly where these people were going to be at this exact I time. It's absolutely perfectly timed. <laughs> um, but the, see, the fa- actually, the final sequence, uh, which I'm sure is, is pretty much filmed in like one take, is pretty inspired. But I never thought I would ever use that word with uh, a has fallen movie. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, that that's a single redeeming factor. But you'll be happy to know there is a sequel on the way. What's it what called? The moon has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> no, something much more ambiguous. Angel has fallen. What? That's what? Is that a place? I don't know. No idea. Maybe it's not Angel. Maybe it's Angel. Like it's a Spanish guy. <laughs> the angle's fallen. It's all about Pythagoras theorem. <laughs> it's all no. It's all about Kurt Angle and his fall from grace. Well, yeah, that that'd be good. I'd watch that. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, it could be a Buffy Universe reboot. Could be, yeah. <laughs> God, I hope not. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was an alright movie. Uh, it satisfied my uh, my want for like presidential intrigue and that sort of thing. But it's definitely not as good as Designated Survival. Sure. And Keith <laughs> Sutherland is a much better president than Aaron Eckhart. The best president's the guy that was in Independence Day. I I did like him as the president. What what's his name again? I want to say Bill something. Bill Pullman. There you go. Yeah. And he was he's good. the best. Yeah. He was good. I liked uh, the president in twenty four, Dennis Haysbert. The first president. Mm. Yeah, he was good. Did he not have a spin off? Not spin off the unit. He done that TV show as well. Yeah, he done that. I, I didn't like it. I didn't watch it. I'm just saying it was out. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was crap. Okay. But you like other crap things? Well, yeah. yeah but that's all, uh, that's all I watched. <laughs> I didn't watch anything else. That's all you watched? Mm-hmm. 
Fuck me. Okay, so we're going to save the best for last, which is Cameron. I'm going to go next. Um, I watched uh, Gun 2, uh, Last of the... What's actually called Gun Last of the Enforcers. It didn't come out here in cinema. I spoke to Mark from work, and I think it was one cinema in Edinburgh. I was playing it for one showing. Like, this came out in Canada, and it was... Remember I told you about it, Andy? It was, like, launched on iTunes at the same time? Mm, yes. So, obviously, there was a perfect copy of this film. And, I mean... It was fun enough, right? It wasn't as good as the first film, right? This one, the locker room jokes felt like more forced than that they had to be cruder, if that's a word. What well, is a word? It's martial cruder. Um, <laughs> but it was a nice way to send off like um, the character Doug, uh, Doug the Thug, Doug Glatt. But um, I mean, if you like the first film, you won't hate this movie, but you won't feel the need to go. Oh, I fancy watching Goon Two ever. Like, well, you might. I'm going to watch it again, so that's a lie. I retract my previous statement. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, like, if you like the characters in the first one, you do. You, you, fuck me. You definitely like watching this, but it's it's really a film for people that have seen the first one. Like, I wouldn't mm. advise you watching this. It's like uh, basically he's having a kid and has to face the possibility of retiring. And uh, there's a new guy that's been brought down from the NHL and he like knocks him silly. And he gets made captain of his team, the Highlanders, which is an awesome name. Um, and Doug kind of re- semi-retires, but then the, what's the guy that played Wolverine's brother in Wolverine Origins? Leave Schreiber. Yeah, he plays like his arch nemesis. He was in the first movie as well, and he kind of trains Doug um, to get back in his skates, uh, if you will. And uh, yeah, it's it's all right. It's it's not the greatest movie of all time, but if you like stiff stiff. Sean William Scott I nearly said Stifler's character Sean William Scott's character in the first one then yeah it kind of finishes it off nicely I highly doubt there'll be a third one to be honest with you unless it's like a straight to DVD kids version like they've done with Slapshot 3 um, yeah I mean it was okay like perfect quality film where obviously not obtained through legal sources because if you made it available on iTunes I'd have bought it don't sue me um <laughs> And then basically, like, I've had, as Cameron knows, a pretty much James Bond couple of weeks at work by, like, we, we had a game where, like, it was themes that shouldn't, should have been Bond themes but weren't, and um, I watched a couple of Bond films the other night. Uh, I was going on about Spectre at work, wanted to buy in Blu-ray, and for some reason I came back from holiday, there was none left. Uh, but they added it to Netflix the night I went to see it. Um, it's not the best Bond film ever, but it's definitely better than Quantum of Solace. Um, I definitely think Casino Royale and Skyfall are Daniel Craig's finest moments as James Bond. This one, yeah, they kind of made it an ode to the other ones. Like, this is the first time I've seen it since it was the cinema, and it's cool enough. Like, I love Batista's um, villain, is it Hinks? Mr. Hinks, I think, uh, with the metal fingernails. And uh, I like, obviously, Blofeld's kind of origins, although it was kind of almost like, ah, we see what you did there. Um, but, nah, it doesn't beat Skyfall or Casino Royale for me. Um, and then I watched uh, GoldenEye, which is still probably one of my favourite Bond films of all time because it was the first one that I've seen at the cinema. Um, Brosnan's first Bond film as well. And I know Cam's going to disagree, but possibly his only like outstanding Bond film. Like, oh, blasphemy! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, we'll start with that another day. It wasn't good. Invisible cars, uh, the world is not enough. Again, wasn't good. Uh, tomorrow, whoa, whoa, never whoa, right. world is not enough has some redeeming qualities. It has an absolutely incredible opening sequence on the Thames, and it has okay. Robert Carlyle. Okay, so that's two, five minutes of the movie. <laughs> 
The, the rest of the surrounding is gumph. <laughs> Robert Carlyle's not the worst Bond villain. He's, no, but I gave him his five minutes. Like, that's it, five minutes. I never said he was bad in particular. I just think... I think they, that was when they started ramping up the campness that was kind of teetering on the edge. Even in Goldeneye, which I didn't realise, there is definitely some cheesy parts in Goldeneye. Like, um, the... the the which we call it the Q-Lab had the phone box with the airbags in it and stuff um, what I'll say is I didn't enjoy the stories of the rest of them like as much as GoldenEye Tomorrow Never Dies has just never sat with me and I watched it last night actually but I'm not going to talk about it um, I just it's it's good it's better than the other two like it's Pierce Brosnan's second best in my mind but I mean GoldenEye is just almost perfect and I will point out if anyone has the Blu-ray collection and they've got a 4K telly and a 4K player the upscaling on it is absolutely superb. Um, sadly, to the point where like you can almost see the CGI in the end scene with the planes. Like, yes, it's quite bad. Um, but yeah, and Goldeneye, like those memorable lines, memorable characters. Jack Wade, CIA, who calls him Jimmy and Jimbo. It's brilliant. I love that. And uh, Valentin Zukovsky, uh, who, as was previously mentioned by Cameron, is one of the best Bond characters of all time. Um, but yeah, Goldeneye. I don't know, like between that and Casino Royale, Goldeneye was like my first one I seen. I'd seen Bond before because my dad was a big fan, but like Goldeneye was the first one I got to go and see the cinema. And then um, my dad uh, got me the Goldeneye uh, game eventually when we went to the James Bond exhibition, which was an awesome day. So, what's your what's your favorite Bond movie, Ali? <sighs> Depends. Like watching back Goldeneye, it's. <sighs> it's nostalgic right but that's like saying what was your favourite video game as a kid Andy do you know what I mean like like my answer would be different from now um, but Casino Royale I've got to go with that because Daniel Craig just hit the nail in the head with that one I don't think he's ever came back fully to that Daniel Craig that he, he locked in on that one um, so I would say Casino Royale well, and then again I do like Goldfinger as well but yeah Casino Royale I'll go with that one why what's your you don't like James Bond I do like James Bond. I've seen most of the James Bond movies. Blasphemy. You should see my, them all. My favourite is uh, Goldfinger. Yeah, it is a good one. It is a good one. That's a Cameron, what, what, what is your all-time favourite? I know you like Tomorrow Never Dies, but what's your all-time favourite? See, that's the kind of problem you brought up with like saying what's your favourite childhood game. Tomorrow Never Dies had a very, very special place in my heart for yeah. me because if it probably was like maybe the first James Bond film I ever watched. Mm-hmm. But I just absolutely love the opening with the planes. Um, it's so, because uh, that is quite camp compared to GoldenEye. It was a bit, wee bit more jokey, mm-hmm. uh, where he, I believe it starts with the guy with a cigarette, and James Bond, it's just a hand that comes in from the corner of a lighter, and he punches him and he goes, terrible habit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the storyline I actually really like, but that's maybe just because I'm studying journalism about a media mogul who wants to craft... Rule the world, which isn't scary at all. Craft. Well, no, he <laughs> wants to start a, a war to make headlines so he can get like money, revenue for his business, which is actually a really sort of delectably evil sort of plan, a wee bit more lower scale than some Bond villains, um, which I actually quite like. But... Uh, and also the BMW and Tomorrow Never Dies is one of my favourite Bond cars purely from the scene in the multi-storey car park which is a badass scene where he drops the needles out the back and he he smirks as he does it as the other cars like skid away but 
I have to agree with Ali when Casino Royale is like a huge crowning achievement in the whole James Bond saga. It completely rebooted the franchise and made it relevant again because Diana oh, really? Day, like uh, what License <laughs> Killed nearly did, pretty much nearly killed the franchise once more. Yeah, and Casino Royale brought it back to more or less the Bond in the books. And I don't think we've ever seen Bond as uh, loose as we did in Casino Royale, even after that. Quantum of Solace, he was just angry, but um, in Casino Royale, he was... It was... I'm trying to think of the right word. He was like a, a rebellious teenager, <laughs> essentially, but it worked so just absolutely spot on. Um, so, I, oh... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bef- I'm in the same position as Alec Tomorrow Never Dies holds a special place in my heart but Casino Royale is probably my favourite it is a hard choice when you're a Bond fan and he said Goldfinger because it sounds good to Bond fans yeah no because Goldfinger <laughs> is the best, the best movie <laughs> it is a good film it's, it's, it's certainly Sean Connery's best although I do like Doctor No um, yeah but anyway, that's that's about all I watched. I didn't watch too much this week. Um, yeah, I watched some more of the Snatch TV show, actually. I'll, I'll say that. I'm enjoying it. But it's kind of slowed down the pace slightly. Um, I will watch it because it's got a second season. And I do enjoy the characters. But yeah, it's not as good as the film, but it never was going to be. Same as Lock Stock's not as good as the TV uh, as good as the, the movie either. But yes, that's all I watched this week. So handing over to Cameron. What did you watch this week? Well, there's a few things I'm going to race through before I get to my two headliners. You could these say better be, these better be Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first TV show I've been watching a lot of because it was recently added back to Netflix. A personal favourite, The IT Crowd. Uh, if you haven't <laughs> watched it, uh, you really are missing out on probably the most underrated sitcom of the 21st century. I'm going to say it. Uh, it's so sharply written but really oddball at the same time just so so funny the final countdown episode and the work outing just I'm not going to spoil them by doing many of the lines a gay musical but it's really <laughs> really terrific um, <laughs> 100 to 1 and, <laughs> so yep that's really good uh, other TV shows what well I've been thinking of and watching recently uh, Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom which is a bit more serious What's uh, about? More... it's about <laughs> it's about an American newsroom and basically just the way it operates but it's so fast paced and you're constantly gripped because the dialogue is just it's the most lightning sharp dialogue I think I've ever came across in any TV show so and it's got Jeff Daniels in a more serious role who if you don't recognise the name is in Dumb and Dumber so that's any reason to check it out um, a little kind of couple of unknown films for you to maybe check out that I've been watching recently um, Adam Wingard's The Guest which came out in 2014 starring Dan Stevens it's sort of a thriller slash horror 80s vibe movie uh, it's really really mysterious but Dan Stevens performance as the the titular guest um, is hauntingly charming and 
the way it plays out, it's got a killer soundtrack which has a lot of like sort of synthwave uh, touches to it, with combining with other weird choices of songs, uh, and it's very almost similar in a horror sense to I don't know if anyone any of you guys have seen It Follows, but oh. it takes it takes strands from that. So if you're if you're interested in It Follows, which was a bit of a hit when it came out, I would check out the guest. And a bit of a foreign film for you called Waltz with Bashir, which I'll be astonished if many people listening have seen. But it's an as an Israeli animated film, uh, and it's not like a a happy Disney or DreamWorks outing. It's a film about the the effects of war and the despair it causes, and the guy, basically a guy looking back on his life fighting uh, in the war. And it's really tragic, but it's so so beautifully animated, and it's just a minor masterpiece. But the two headliners, I'll start with Wind River, uh, which came out earlier this week, starring Jeremy Renner and oh, Elizabeth okay. Olsen. So, okay. yep, and uh, yep, exactly. So both uh, actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, does he have a bow and arrow? Regretfully, no. It has a sniper. <laughs> okay. So he's still using his, his keen eyesight. But uh, <laughs> small plot summary: a Native American girl was found raped and murdered in the snowy landscape of Wyoming. Uh, Jeremy Renner plays a hunter of the land, so he hunts predators. And the FBI come in, uh, and Elizabeth Olsen is the FBI agent, and he a- she asks for Jeremy Renner's help. And trying to find the killer of this girl uh, it's it's a very excellent thriller uh, it's directed by Taylor Sheridan on Sicario and Hell or High Water which, and Hell or High Water was my personal favourite film of last year is that the cowboy one? yes mm. Love me a cowboy, especially since we're back mountain. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I watched that when I was ten, and it actually gave me PTSD after it. What (laughs) brought back mountain? I because right, I was I was ten. I was staying up later than I should. No, thinking I'm being all mischievous, going on the TV late at night, and then I tickle was over. And then this, this, this film comes on, and it's got cowboys in it, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm up late, there's a cowboy film on, this is going to be violent, this is going to be good, I shouldn't be watching this. Obviously, ten minutes later, they start having a bit of, a bit of fun in the tent, and honestly, it's, those images are forever ingrained in my brain. <laughs> I understand you a wee bit more now, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with um, a bit of man love. <laughs> Absolutely. Love about a man love, isn't that right, Ali? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, back, back to the more serious movie at hand. Well, Brokeback Mountain is incredibly serious. But um, Wind, <laughs> Wind, Wind, Wind River, um, the cast in it are superb, although a lot of them aren't given anywhere near as much attention as they should in favour of trying to show you the snowy landscape and the intensity of it. Uh, because the snowy landscape it's so desolate and abandoned and so snowy so, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> so like, soaring it really makes you feel as lonely as the people in that town probably do um, 
but Jeremy Renner's performance is absolutely incredible. It's really it's like a, a more contemplative but also angry performance. Uh have you guys seen Prisoners? Mm. Is that the one with the experiment where they put the people in and some of them are prison guards and some of them are prisoners just to see how people would act and or is that a different? That's the Stanford prison experiment. Well, yeah, but I seen a foreign version of it that was Maybe, maybe I did. Well, Prisoners came out in 2013. Uh, It was directed by Denis Villeneuve, uh, who's done Arrival and Scario as well. He's doing Blade Runner 2049. Hype! And so... Also in the the running for James Bond 25, just to... Oh, he would be an absolutely stellar choice of director, by the way. Hey, just so, sorry to interrupt, but just like a wee tidbit that I found out why Daniel Craig said uh, yes again. Um, apparently, he, he said something along the lines of, over my dead body, will he replace me? Referring to Tom Hardy, because apparently they came to um, they came to a heat, heated discussions uh, when they were filming Layer Cake together, and everybody knows Tom Hardy's notoriously difficult to work with, but um, uh, yeah, apparently the reason he came back was because Nolan and him were going to come in and Re- rejuvenate the franchise and do three films and he said absolutely no chance so there's a chance that Craig might be doing the next two back to back just to keep Tom Hardy off the list hmm, well, I didn't know that, that's interesting yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, no, I'm glad he's coming back because he really is uh, I don't want to say I don't know if he's the, the best Bond ever but he's, he's, a whole, he's a whole generation's Bond and he's a good Bond so it'd be a shame to just let him go I think. Yes, he's definitely up there. He's like almost the perfect mix between Brosnan, Dalton, and Sean Connery. Yeah. No Roger Moore, though. Uh, there's not really much Roger Moore in him, but then again, everybody's a bit of Roger Moore in them after Roger Moore oh, done yeah, it because, yeah. like, well, there's there's all the campness that's thrown through all the Bond films. Like, not so much Casino Royale or Quantum, Quantum but definitely Skyfall and Spectre had its moments of hello. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, basically, um, what was I saying? Uh, Prisoners, uh, that came out in 2013, and that was basically about two children being abducted, and Hugh Jackman was the father of one of them, and that performance is next to Wolverine as his best ever. Uh, so, so angry. Like I've never seen an actor that angry in a performance before. In many ways, this Wind River feels like a spiritual sort of follow-up to that film, this goes one step further and takes murder as a theme but Jeremy Renner's performance is much more sort of uh, composed but you can tell the sort of grief and rage coming through him a little bit which does end up turning him into a bit of a one man revenge machine uh, similar to Dead or Washington and Man on Fire which isn't necessarily a good thing because we've got enough one man revenge thrillers in the world um, since Taken basically uh, Taken, Taken kind of covered all the bases it did it did and then it, every filmmaker probably thought they could get away with a one man revenge thriller but a lot of them basically hit the same the same notes which aren't always nice to listen to over and over again so but being a spiritual follow up to Prisoners is a great great compliment because whereas One River may not be a masterpiece uh, Prisoners certainly is but it's got to be said One River deals with a lot of difficult themes, uh, self-harm there's some pretty intense rape scenes 
if that's the sort of thing that puts you off a film and you don't think you can handle it, maybe avoid it. But for those willing to take the pain, as Jeremy Renner says in the film, um, it really is like a highlight of the year so far for me. Hopefully uh, he doesn't shout that at the victim. <laughs> it's not the same scene. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Kind of laugh at that. Kind of laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a if, if I had to give the film a genre it really is like a co- combination of a lot so this is my official genre for the film a neo-western noir mystery thriller uh, 4 out of 5 stars check it out if you're willing to take a bit of a different sort of film uh, last film I'm going to talk about is one you're probably expecting it's the big blockbuster sensation at the moment It uh, so Basically, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have seen the the old mini series. Yeah. Um, no, I've seen the movie. It's a. It was yeah. Explain. <laughs> so, the the old movie. Well, oh, die! You got me into saying it now, right? So, the TV mini series from a while ago, which is often remembered as a movie because that's how it was released on DVD, um, was actually a TV mini. It was actually a TV mini series. Okay. So uh, it was broadcast in two separate episodes with one and one hour and a half episode dealing with the kids and one hour and a half episode dealing with them as adults. Uh, but see, looking back, it really isn't that good at all. It's got absolutely abysmal acting, um, with the exception of one, which I'll get to. Uh, the script in it is terrible and it misses a lot of several key really really key bits from the book which are both either they're either scary or they're just necessary to actually understand the plot and maybe get more of a, a more satisfying experience out of it the only thing that has carried the original it through generation to generation uh through like troublesome whispers on the playground like i remember hearing when i was younger or oh, have you seen it uh is tim curry's performance as pennywise hmm. because it was traumatic for a lot of people it was the first horror experience to make me full on cry <laughs> as, <laughs> as a child kept me up at night uh, really. see I never, I never got that because I didn't watch that movie until uh, I'm going to keep on a movie because I never even knew it was a TV show um, but I never watched that till I was like maybe 20 uh, I watched I watched. I can't even remember it really because I watched it like just before I went on a night out with one of my mates so I can't even remember what happened in the movie. We we like sat and watched it whilst we got drunk and then went on a night out. <laughs> well, I watched it when I was in P three, so I would have been <laughs> God, I think six, seven. I would have been nine, nine, yeah, would have been nine. Eight, eight, maybe. I know I was going for eight. I was eight. Uh, so yeah, it made me cry. Long story short. Uh, the re- the first scene in the movie, which is sees a young boy called Georgie, loses boat in the drain, and that's yep. when you first meet Pennywise. Does uh, he have a voice like I am Pennywise a clown? What's your name? Spot on. <laughs> a little bit less British. It's very Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> if it was set in Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, yeah, that that first scene. Is quite often cited as like one of one of the scarier scenes in a horror movie, miniseries, whatever whatever you want to call it. 
But anyway, this is the latest big screen adaptation of it, the first big screen adaptation of it since that miniseries. And I'm glad to say it is far, far better than the miniseries ever could have ever dreamed to be. Um, that first scene where we see Georgie lose his boat is realised in such a gruesome way in the new movie. I sat and almost laughed in disbelief for a good five minutes after it happened. Let's just say it plays out exactly like it does in the book, which is a lot more graphic than how it did play out in the version you would have watched, Andy. <laughs> um, it's it is really hard to take in. But if you don't know the story of it, basically lots of children go missing in this town of Derry, uh, and then a young group of kids, their old friends, realise that there is a clown that is responsible for this called Pennywise. Um and I've got to say, it basically it takes a lot of cues from Stranger Things, which is a good thing because Stranger Things is sensational as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what you guys think of Stranger Things. I haven't watched it. It was, it was, it was okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I love Stranger Things because it had on a lot of the familiar notes of... One of my favourite film ever is The Goonies, which it also does takes a lot of inspiration from. And That's stand a bit cliched. That's a bit cliched. The Goonies is your favourite movie. That is my favourite movie why is, of all time. Why is, why, is, why is it a cliche? Everyone says that. I don't. I've never seen it and don't plan on watching it. It looks like you've shit. You've never seen... Wait, wait. You've never seen The Goonies? Why would I want to see The Goonies when Hook was out about the same time when I was younger? There's no need for me to ever watch I, The Goonies. I'll give you that Hook is a better movie, but you should right. still Wrong. see The Goonies. It's still a good movie. No, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd Home Alone. I had The Mighty Ducks. I was then I seen this one we're like nah not into that no no need for it right first of all the goodies are <laughs> a far better movie than Hook god no, almighty no, <laughs> uh, bang it right the goodies is an absolutely stunningly directed kids adventure fun for the whole family with... so was the Care Bears movie but don't hear me going on about it no what? no Care Bears movie's not good actually it is because it introduced the Care Bear cousins <laughs> Let's get into Care Bear lore. Oh, it actually did. That's what it was. The Care Bear Cousins and uh, Braveheart was my favourite. The Lion. I had a cloud. I had a cloud car. <laughs> that's like, that's like saying that you were a you're a brony. No, not really at all. Because when we were yes. younger, Care Bears, Care Bears were like for everybody. Like these no, days, they Care were Bears not. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They were. As Fraser. Well, it's okay. So. Did Fraser have Care Bears? Yep. And you had Care so Bears? Did, so I don't believe you so guys did. are trying to justify Care Bears. Care Bears. Care Bears were universal. They've just became a girl's thing these days, trust me. They were not. Like, but they were. I didn't, I didn't they know were. a single guy until I met you that liked Care Bears. Well, Fraser, Fraser likes them. I guarantee if you ask more, they just don't speak about it. Ali, is this why you wear women's clothes? <laughs> no, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Care Bears were legit a uh, universal thing. Like, 100% when I was younger. Like, yeah. But that's like saying I... My Little Pony's a universal thing. Well, not when we were younger. It's always been for girls. It's n- well, nowadays it's maybe universal because you do get bronies. <laughs> it's not. Bronies. It's for girls. My no, Little Pony's no, for girls. Get... Care Bears is for girls. Care Bears is now for girls, but when I was younger, Care Bears was absolutely fine for guys. There was nothing in it that said it's for girls. I mean, Carrot, there was a boy, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but they, it was a girl's 
fucking program. Well, look at no, it wasn't. Look at, look at those no, wasn't. cuddly, love no, heart wearing. No, yeah, that's absolutely fine. All, all, all pink and purple. Maybe, maybe, maybe because I, it's a girls' TV show. Maybe because I watched it. Should have been watching Turtles. I, visionary. I know. I've watched them all. I've watched. Should be watching them again. I've watched them all again. I don't watch Care Bears these days. Maybe because I learned the Care Bears share. That's why I'm a better person than you. Care Bears are cunts. No, they're not. You're a cunt. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to it. Uh, well, you're grumpy uh, bear if there ever was one, Andy. <laughs> Basically, it's it's very reminiscent of all like your favourite eighties movies about young, uh, like a group of young kids on a mission, whether it's to find treasure or a dead body. Uh, it's really it works both as a sort of heartwarming coming of age tale. And a really effective horror. Um, and speaking more of the horror, Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise this time round, so much more deranged than Tim Curry because Tim Curry was had a bit more of like a firmer grasp on like the personality. It was more restrained, whereas this time Pennywise is it's it's hard to explain. It's the way he dances and jerks around. It's it's unlike any other performance I've really ever seen, um, and the makeup makeup work that is done on the clown is absolutely outstanding. So credit where credit's due, they've really kind of carved a much more menacing clown from the book than that old miniseries. But um, when you see Pennywise in front of you, just smiling into the camera, which quite often just changes into a right soul intruding stare, you you will want the seat to swallow you whole because you're just you have nowhere else to look and unlike probably everyone else we will get to experience this movie in the cinema in peace i had somebody dressed up as pennywise sat next to me so every time a scare happened i would turn to the side and go and then obviously a clown beside me because i couldn't look anywhere so if any of you guys have to experience that um please let me know because it really did make my experience all the more terrifying um, so yes it is an absolute triumph as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned it's two and a half hours long so it's a right long horror but it, you have to bear in mind that the size of the book is absolutely it's a monstrosity of a book um, and this film is only the first chapter really because we're going to get a sequel where we see the kids as adults which will hopefully be just as effective as this was but honestly, I cannot wait to for for the reunion of the Losers Club as they're called, and the return of the first truly terrifying character in about a decade. So, finish up by saying, no matter how hard you try, yeah, once you see it, you you probably struggle to sleep. <laughs> and I, I I give it five stars. I think it's just an absolutely fantastic adaptation. The best, not necessarily the best Stephen King adaptation I've ever seen because, you know, Shawshank Redemption, but it's, as IGN actually said, it's the most Stephen King movie I've ever seen. So please, please check it out. If you're you're afraid of clowns, go see it because you'll have a great time being absolutely terrified in cinema. If you're not that bored about clowns, then try your luck and show me that you're that that hard because I bet you'll still scream like a wee girl. Is it, what's your favourite Stephen King movie? My favourite Stephen King movie is definitely The Shawshank Redemption. 
Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, Ali, um, what, what would yours be? Me? Yeah. I don't know. No? <laughs> I'm still on Ugly, you shut up. <laughs> mine, mine is a movie called The, the Lang O'Leals. Have you all seen that? No, I have not. That's it's based on a Stephen King story that was in a book called something. Uh, I can't remember what the book was called, but it was like a short story that was in a book, something to do with midnight. But anyway, it's like it's about uh, these little things called the Langoliers, and basically what they do is they're little. They kind of look like critters, like you know, okay. you know what a critter looks like. Right? Yeah. It's like a hairy sort of ball thing. Except these mm-hmm. don't have any eyes or tails or faces or anything like that. All they have is. Uh, three rotating saw blades for a mouth and what they do is they eat up time after it's passed so what happens in the movie is that there's a plane goes through I think it's like the Bermuda Triangle and it basically goes through a sort of like a it goes through a kind of like time hole and it ends up being behind real life time so it ends up in this time that's getting eaten up by these things called the Langoliers it's a fucking cool movie it's a really old one that sounds but awesome, man. I really want to see that. The, the CG in it is awful, but the actual like storyline in that in it is actually really cool. Oh, good CG is overrated. Let's face <laughs> it. But I mean, it's like from I think it's from the nineties, so it's like proper bad nineties CG. Aye. Right. Oh, I'm willing to put up with that. That's the thing about Stephen King adaptations, though. Some of them are absolutely dreadful. The most TV, recent example it a, is the Dark Tower. It was a TV miniseries, though, on Little's. Well, yeah, but it was like a movie. It's the same way like it was a TV miniseries. It's a fucking movie. Fuck off. TV series. Anyway. Yes, well, uh, as far as movies go, that is all I have to report on. Definitely check out both Wind River and It for two very different cinematic experiences, but both very satisfying in their own ways. Nice. Lawnmower Man? Is that not Stephen King? Yes, maybe. Don't know. Go with that. Cool. Or the one with Johnny Depp was a writer guy. Secret Window. That was good. I like that. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen that. What the Secret Window when you? Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. Was a good one. The Green Mile was good. Game yeah, Out was, was good. I did enjoy it. I can't watch it. It's a sad film. I, I, I like films that make me happy these days. I don't have to review every film that comes out, you see. But like, I don't like films that just... <laughs> if, the, if the reviews say this film will bring a tear to it, it's like, well, why, why do I want to watch it? I just pull some pubes out. I just Molly really like when I'm sad. Watch that, Ali. No. Um, see, I don't think so. Like, no. It's a dog. And like, no. It's like all dogs go to heaven. That that fuck. Oh, that, that film was so I'd, sad. Uh, I didn't get to see gay cowboys when I was wee, but like Marley <laughs> me <laughs> definitely fucked me up a wee bit. Not Marley me. All dogs go to heaven. That was Marley a great me. movie, so. All dogs go to heaven. Yeah, it was good, mm. man. You don't think I really enjoyed all dogs go to heaven. There sequel. was a sequel. Yeah, I've seen that. It wasn't as good. <laughs> How? What's the sequel? Does he come back to life? Uh, I don't know if his pal dies in that one. Can't remember. But there's a little you know they... take place in heaven. I don't know, but remember the. I think it does take place in heaven. I'm sure it does, but they made a sequel to Marley and Me, just a cheerful cop about. The... No, honestly, the puppy heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. I haven't seen it, but like a... none of the original actors or original dog included. So. 
Uh, who was it? Was it Jennifer Anson that was in that way? And Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 Oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Anything else? Wow. That anyone has seen? No. No. Oh my God. Oh my no. God. Wow. Uh, Kingsman, uh, The Golden Circle is out next week, which I'm very excited for. Is that the third one? The second. Oh, seems like there's too many of them already. Enough. Um, yeah, that, that's a bad movie. No, it's not. It's, it's a so, great movie. It's so fucking horrible. It's like Samuel Jackson ran out of characters, so just put on a hat dressed as a 10 year old fucking Urko and made That is up there with Colin first best performances. Obviously, next to the King's Speech, which won an Oscar, and uh, Darcy and um, Bridget Jones movie. I hate Colin Firth. I hate He's Colin Firth. Yeah, him. he is. He's yeah. so good in Kingsman. Shout a shout. <laughs> I, haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but like anything else, I've oh, don't watch it. Like, Do you know the ladies? The only reason I watched that Andy was because it said based on a comic book, and I watched it. I went, "No, oh, that's a shit comic book." <laughs> Somebody like, like kills a hundred people in like five minutes, and it's so, absolutely incredible. Rambo four, Rambo four, he killed a lot, and it was a shit film. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to Level Up. And this is the part of the show where we talk about all the games that we have played and the video game news. So, Andy, what's been happening in the video game news? So, uh, Nintendo have announced that they're making some new controllers for the Switch. Uh, They're making a special edition Breath of the Wild and Mario ones. Yay. Very very cool, but wild. (laughs) They're wild, so, yeah, too far. Like, how long is the cable? Did you, like the, you see the whole? Yeah, the whole selling point of the Switch is it's portable. Well, mm. not if you buy this, you know. If you buy a wild controller, and like, no. how does that that is, that's going to be entirely useless if you're like try playing handheld mode? Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. No, no, <laughs> In it fact, does. it won't work. Does it, it does work? How work. does it work? Yeah, the last update worked. Uh, oh no, it doesn't work. Can't work if you're in handheld mode. I thought you meant no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because you'd have to plug it into the dock because it'll be a USB. Um, so it's not going to work. <laughs> well, that's that's just pointless. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looked kind of cool, but yeah, wild, so fuck off. Uh, Destiny 2, when it came out, had a bunch of uh, problems on PS4. People kept losing connection servers. Yay. Who cares about Destiny 2? I mean, like any fucking online game like this has these sort of issues day one. It's, just, it's purely because so many people are trying to connect. That's all it is. Not, do you know not what? Used. Like, you know, you know the the Apple iPhone X, right? It's called the X. It got announced, right? It's a grand, and there's no home button on it at all. Like it just uses face recognition, and it can deliver an emojis, which reads your facial expression and sends an emoji. That's cool. They uh, they don't need a home button. Like my phone doesn't have a home button. Yeah, but you're you're not in the cool side of the pillow. Samsung iPhone, Samsung S8 doesn't have a home button. Yeah, but that's not the cool side of the pillow. See, um, Apple, like, they reviewed the iPhone 8, obviously, in 8 Plus, right? Um, but the X is, like, their Uber model, and it's, like, the whole the whole phone is screen. That's what they said. The whole thing's screen. Yep. That's stupid. I'd, I'd look at it. The, the 8 looks like a 7. Um, the X looks pretty cool, though. I like the look of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't... I've just got the 7. I'm fine with it. Like, I, I, I hate that this doesn't have a proper home button. And see, having no home button, I, that's just real annoying. Like, well, you know, it's tough to access your apps. You don't necessarily need mm-hmm. to use facial recognition. 
Does it have a fingerprint sensor built into the into it in the X? No, there's no no fingerprint no. sensor. They've already got your fingerprint. Now they want a record of your faces as well. Does it have a, does it have a charging port still? I don't know. When I seen it was a grand, I was like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, but I mean, the iPhone Seven, like some of those were a grand when they came out. Uh, it does still have a charging port. See, I think they should do away with the charging port. Yeah, here's here's one tip for everybody, right? See if you wait till I think it's 2019, the next Bond film. Wait till then. Apple will get the rights for the phone. Just buy the 007 edition. It'll be the best iPhone you ever get. Fact. I think I've got a better tip for you. Don't buy an iPhone. No, do buy an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, and buy, a good, buy a good phone. Yeah, it's a good phone. I think the iPhone X for me, like doing like, an emojis like that, that seems like something from Black Mirror for me. It's going mm-hmm. a wee bit too far. I agree. I think that's cool. Nah, man, that's when they get you, Andy. Like that's the conspiracy theories kicking. I don't give a you know what, you know how you know how the conspiracy theories guys with tinfoil hat wearing crowd were all panicky about. Oh, you're giving Apple your fingerprint. Oh, don't break the law then. Don't break the law. See, in like 30 years when the world collapses, I think there's just going to be like posters up everywhere saying Charlie Brooker was right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I'm going to start making the t shirts now, make a profit. That's what to do. That's what to do. Just don't put a date on them. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the look of this iPhone X. It's pretty sweet. I don't care about the, the 8. It's like. Yeah, the 8 is basically the 7. Yeah. Basically, just a, a slightly better seven. Like okay, but the X actually looks like it's got some improvements. It seems. Oh to no, the, the X looks good. It's very much in the same form factor as like the S8 though. Why haven't they done a nine though? Is it like Windows? They didn't do a Windows. Is nine an unlucky number somewhere? Because must be. It doesn't roll I mean. very nicely off the tongue, does it? An iPhone nine. It sounds German. Maybe that's why. <laughs> so it's like the nine. <laughs> But I think I think they'll go do away with the numbers now, and they'll go to like X and then X two and X three and X four and so on. Maybe or they do the Roman numeral. Well, once you get to iPhone like eleven, iPhone twelve, iPhone thirteen, it's a bit shit. It's not really. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm going to get the new iPhone thirteen or the iPhone twenty seven. I w- I wanted ten years ago. Ah, I'm getting iPhone forty two. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> That'll be yeah. what thirty-two years away, Ali. That's that's absolutely fine. You saying I won't have a phone? <laughs> you won't need a phone. It'll just be built into your head by then. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll have the iPhone forty-two. Charles Rooker was right. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my rich daughter have bought it for me. <laughs> but yeah, it looks it looks like a nice phone. I can't see many of them coming into work straight away. Maybe the eight, but not the ten. Well, it's not out till November, so. The other one's out like two weeks. Yeah, end of September. Cool. <gasps> okay. Moving on, sorry for the interruption. I just seen that there and I'm like Yeah. Moving on. Best news ever, Ali. Best news ever. LA Noir is coming to the Nintendo Switch, the PS4 and the Xbox One. And includes all the previously released content. <laughs> Day one. Has it has it got a season pass? No, no, it doesn't. All that content's already in, included. I, w- I won't buy it. I'll, you know, I'll be interested to play it on the Switch, to be honest. Apparently it's they, got some new features, yeah. Yeah, they've added some touchscreen things in it. I assume mm-hmm. that's in the crime scenes. But I think it's cool that it's come to Switch. I wouldn't have expected <laughs> you tap to the screen. it on Switch. <laughs> you yeah. t- you have to, do you know you might turn the Joy-Con like, to examine objects? That'd be a good use for it. 
Yeah, that's true, actually, because, I mean, you, you did have to do that in the game. Like, he sort of brings it up to a the lot. camera and has a look at it. A, a, a lot. It's a very good game. So, like, if you've never played it. I don't know that I would necessarily need to play it again, to be honest, though, because I did, like, I did Platinum before. I don't think I could play for LA Noir again. It's... The driving, like, it was so shit. You don't need to drive. <laughs> you, only did that, you only did that for a trophy. Yeah, I drove everywhere. I, I found every single car in that game, Ali. I, I never used the car. Once I got my first one, I just skipped straight to the next scene. <laughs> well, see, I didn't have that option because I was, I was doing the Platinum run, so I had to drive every single car and I had to uh, I had to drive a certain amount of distance as well. So. Oof, that could not have been fun. It was not fun. Like I did enjoy the game, though. Like The, the crime scene bits and the... Uh, the you know the interrogation interrogations parts. that so was good that was that was the first time I was blown away by motion say that for it because mm. the, the motion capture when they were like guilty and stuff like that was at the time it was good looking back now it probably won't be but I don't think I'll buy this again like of all the Rockstar games though like that's probably the least exciting they could have announced come to Switch like any other Rockstar game any other yeah 100% um Wait to see what other ones they'll bring out because now Rockstar's doing like remasters like this. Do you think they would do any of the other games? I don't know if it would handle GTA. Um, maybe the San Andreas uh, Vice City still ones, it would probably handle those, but I don't know if it would handle like GTA 4 5. I might be wrong, I might be proved wrong because obviously now they've got uh, the, the, you can do an install as well as have info in the car. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Uh, there's also a VR version coming for some reason. A VR Which, version. Yeah, of Eleanor. I think it'll be. I think it'll be it's a slightly not, different version. It's not on PS4 VR though. It's just. Yeah, that's strange. It's because no one cares about it. It's a dead technology already. It's buried quicker than the VR. Yeah, I, I disagree with that. Disagree one, but it's true. Sony, yeah, well, Sony have already sold more uh, PlayStation VR units than all of the other VR things combined. Because of the price, yeah, but there's nothing out for it. Well, I mean, there's plenty of experiences and stuff that you can get for experiences. it. Experiences? Fucking, I can go on Pornhub half an hour and get more experiences. Yeah, you could do VR porn. Go for it. I don't think I'm that into it. You can, you can do it with the PlayStation VR. Can you? Yep. What, what game is that? Uh, no, it's not a game. It's called <laughs> Trophy <Corona>. going... <laughs> You get trophies. <laughs> trophy, platinum trophy unlocked. Get fucked. <laughs> third, third wank of the day. <laughs> Gold trophy. Yes. But uh, but no, like, see, the PlayStation VR, you can plug, like, any uh, HDMI, like, cable device into it. Like, <laughs> so you could plug your computer into it and just chug away. VR porn. <laughs> just chug away. That'd be a good name for a porn game, actually. Just chug yeah. away VR. Um, we didn't we didn't watch porn at work, but we were testing like a cheap VR headset, like you know, one of those like it works on every phone. Hmm. And you know, like see if you watch those split screen videos on YouTube. It, yeah, it, it, it was okay. Like Cameron, Cameron was there, in fact. Um, it was all right for what was it, a five or something. Like you're not going to yeah, complain. Yeah. You're not going to complain at that, but I mean, yeah. But yeah, I well, think VR's, VR's, <laughs> yeah, VR's here to stay, and it will it will become bigger and better as time goes. No, by. I AR's going to be the next thing. 
No, no, VR will get there. I think they need to up the resolution on it, though. The resolution's too low for definitely the phone ones, and for sure the PlayStation VR is... The, yeah, the resolution on it's not great, either. They need to bring out the suits and stuff. <laughs> what do you mean VR. bring out the suits? Well, VR troopers, do you not remember? Like, <laughs> right, <getting> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things like that will come will come down the line. And better than life, that's, to, that's the end goal. To, better than life is my selling point. I will buy any VR when announced. I swear to God, I would buy it for the PC and upgrade my PC for that game. <laughs> I would. Uh, make it multiplayer. I mean, there's that they could make it, for sure. They don't have the budget in Red Dwarf to make Red Dwarf doesn't, but someone could buy the rights to that idea, or just make that idea and call it something that's not better than life. Well, if I win the lottery, I'll try and get the rights. I, I'd imagine if you win the lottery, you'd probably Shit, I forgot buy the, the rights. It was 33 million. Jack you could have won a million. Could it be me? Bet it was my numbers as well. And the final number are 42. We have no winners this week. And I'll be like, no! <laughs> See, do you think anybody ever watches the lottery? Remember when the lottery, had, I don't know if it still does it, it's like they had like this stupid like game show style format thing. And mm. like, do you think anybody's ever watched the lottery, right? And it's the week they've not put the numbers on and their numbers came up and there was no winners and they would have won fucking millions. Would you not just like throw yourself off a bridge at that point or something? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I mean, see, that, that would only work if like, that would that would only be an issue if you played the same numbers every yeah. week. Like, and then uh, one week you just went, oh, I can't be bothered going to the shop and yeah. then your numbers come up. Then yeah, like you would be fucking pissed. Yeah, I bet people, I bet people have done life. that. Yeah, I bet yeah. people have done that and like committed suicide over it, hundred percent. Yeah, do you know what I read though? You've got just you know how it's like six numbers. You've got just as much chance if you put on one, two, three, four, five, six as any other combination of numbers because it's random. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, but I don't think one, two, three, four, five, six has ever come up. Yeah, but well, maybe maybe next week's the week. I mean, See if it's the lottery's been fixed a couple of times as well because I've read that like a guy like faked a ticket at Camelot Studios or whatever it's fucking is he printed one out and like there's been also somebody that claimed their ticket was through the washing machine and uh, they paid out on the ticket and it was clearly a fake ticket like that's corruption anyway I I should play the lottery tonight (laughs) do it because then we can get better than life you wouldn't have won you can't say that you've got to be in it to win it (laughs) you still wouldn't have won how would you wins. know? See if I had win, you see when I do win, you're not getting anything. Except okay. I'm just gonna get all my money changed into and just paper plane dart you and I with them. <laughs> get, we'll get one pound notes. Yeah. I want to your one pound notes. You don't make them anymore. Like, Ten of them a day. Is it gonna come up to Clyde Bank? <laughs> just gonna come up to Clyde Bank, just stand in front of the counter and just eyeball you with them. Not even pound <laughs> notes, like whatever the Russian currency is, just get my money transferred to that. A hundred pounds worth of danger. Fold into paper what planes and throw it or in something? your face. Is it rubles? No, I'm not going to throw it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just whatever the rupees. Rupees. Get into yeah, rupees. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to throw them at your head. Just <laughs> every day. Okay. I'll, I'll, take your, I'll take your Indian rupees. Yeah, okay. The Russian. Well, Russian rubles. You're, 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 you're lucky that I didn't win the lottery tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on. The yeah. uh, South Park. Oh my god, South Park. The fractured butthole has a difficulty slider in the game. Yeah, yes. But when you make the game, like when you change the difficulty slider, it also changes the color of your character's skin. Yeah. So you can imagine what the hardest setting is. 
Yeah, so this is like unbelievably racist, but South Park in it? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, does it matter? It doesn't affect the gameplay. No, well, it does if it's hard. No, it doesn't affect the gameplay at all. It's just like, like if you make your skin black, then the game's harder. Like that's why, like extreme difficulty, you make it the darkest color skin. This, it's just a joke. No, I just I answer it's it's like, something like that. Uh, if you if you're making your skin color that dark, it doesn't necessarily make the game harder, but it makes everything else in your life harder. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like that's in the first game uh, when you decided to go the thief class and you were white Cam- Cartman says uh, a white thief unheard of <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's kind of it's kind of a weird aesthetic choice but yeah fair enough South Park is kind of, they're kind of trying to be controversial for like controversy's sake no they've always been controversial it's not for controversial well, well yeah but I mean they just they just do that they're like oh what can we do that's controversial let's do this yeah. they've always done that so it's kind of in keeping with what they've always done in the past, um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds has uh, surpassed a million concurrent Steam uh, users, which is pretty fucking insane. Um, and I've seen I read a couple articles this week about how it's gunning for Dota Two to try and be like the biggest game on Steam. I mean, this game isn't even out of early access yet. That's pretty mental. And it's got one map. <laughs> it's got pretty much one map, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna buy it on Xbox when it comes out to Xbox. I don't have any interest in playing on PC. No, I'll get it. Um, Okami HD was leaked and it has now been announced. So the remasters keep coming. More remasters of all these oh. old games. Every old game that anybody ever said, "Oh, I really liked that game," or like, "Oh, this is in my top ten games of all time," is getting a remaster for the current gen. Uh, this makes me think that. There's never going to be another, like, remaster generation like this. They can't ever do one. We've, I think we've spoken about this before, but, yeah. like, everything from this point forward must be backward compatible with these games. Like, they cannot ever... They can't make Okami HD HD. Well, they could. They could make Okami 4K or 8K. They can't do it. They have to. They would have to just patch it. And like maybe maybe you pay an upgrade but for it, Shadow, something Shadow, like that. Colossus, Shadow the Colossus. Oh my it. fucking god! Yeah, no, no, but like that's obviously not available in the current gen. So like this is them bringing everything yeah, onto yeah. like the current gen stuff. So like PS4, yeah, Xbox yeah, One, PlayStation, um, PlayStation Now. Fuck off. <laughs> no, that doesn't but count. That's, as a remaster, that's a remaster on your remaster. So like PS5 could have like Shadow the Colossus 4K. They they won't they can't ever get away with doing it again. Like this is the only te- this is the one and only time that they can get away with charging everyone for these all these remasters. Once once you've paid for it again, bought it digital, it must be on your fucking account forever, sure. and you'll be able to carry that on to the next platforms. Like Xbox is doing it right, so like with the X, they're like quote unquote doing away with generations. That's fine. So like your Akami HD will work on it. That's that's fine, but. Do you remember we bought Akami HD on the PS3, Ali? Yeah. Or well, we got. I think we got it for free on Plus, but but yeah, it's on the PS3. <laughs> so this is a this is this is a remake of your remake. Yeah, this is a remake of a remake. They've already Which, done it twice. Yep. But like like I say, this is the last time that they can do this. Everything going forward, it must be battles compatible. They can't ever do it again. Uh, as far as Akami goes, it's a great fucking game. Amazing it's game. Zelda. 
Zelda before Twilight Princess, wasn't it? I think it was yeah. before Twilight Princess, yeah. But I mean, you play as like a wolf thing, wolf dog wolf thing, god. who's like a god. god. Yeah. Who can wolf paint. god. Who can paint things, and it was fucking fun to paint things. Um, I'm kind of surprised it's not coming to Switch. Yeah, that'd be cool on Switch with a touchscreen. Yeah, because you could do it in handheld mode, and I think that would be awesome. But, I'm, sure, uh, yeah. I'm sure it was in the DS. I'm sure a version of that came out for the DS. Or... I don't think it was the same game. I think it was like... It was Okami, I believe, but it wasn't like the it's same game. game. Yeah, it was some other like version of it. Uh, anyway, uh, Destiny 2. Did any of you guys pick up Destiny 2? I did not, because I spent 50 quid on Destiny just to... I didn't want to spend £50 to just grind again. That was my fear. Mm-hmm. Well, I spent 120 quid in Destiny buying this DLC that came after it, and I still didn't own all the content of Destiny. done the World King as well. I'm not, it's, not, it's a £200 game because they've got the same plan for this one. Your season pass gets you the first two add-ons, and then they'll release like the next bit of the game and then the year after they'll do it again and they shit on everybody that's an early adopter because then the year after oh you got all the content these guys paid full price for for cheaper than the main game fuck off yeah I mean I, I didn't I, I didn't really like Destiny 1 I played for the, the campaign what campaign it. exactly like I, I'm doing air quotes you can't three minutes three, minute, three, three minutes of Peter <laughs> Dinklage talking saying oh, oh God, you were dead yeah. and then you get resurrected was right the story just go and fight these guys then walk backwards through them then walk forwards through them then revisit these planets with your friends later with harder versions of them we're still not going to give you story but we're going to show you all this cool stuff because we never really thought it through I thought the mechanics in the game were very good spot on but, sure yeah absolutely great like shit mechanics but uh, yeah the just having every single boss as a big bullet sponge like that's not fun like just shoot this till it dies the guys that wrote okay. the Halo story that is quite good do you know what I mean yeah like see when I killed the final boss like I played because I played through it with Fraser and he's like oh that's the final boss we've we've defeated it we've won the game and I'm like okay I don't feel anything like, <laughs> I feel absolutely nothing having beat quote unquote beaten this game and he's like now you do this and you grind up your light level I'm like I, I don't have any interest in doing any of yeah. that that sounds like work it basically said if you want to know the story go online but um, Bungie also came out recently and said that they didn't have any idea what certain characters motivations or anything were like they had no plans in place for any of any of it they've just like went with the flow and seen how they got don't get me wrong I believe that this one's got more story but from what I can see it's more of the same yeah so I've got absolutely zero interest in it but anyway the uh, basically the reviews are in and uh, people are saying that it's a lot less annoying but uh, a lot more of the same stuff from Destiny 1 so if you like yeah, Destiny 1 just, you're gonna like Destiny 2 it's just a, give it a miss it's just another add-on that's all it is kind of no, kind of is. yeah 100% <laughs> it's probably got better graphics and stuff like that because they didn't have it's a last gen version yeah. to worry about yeah um, anyway moving on uh, the that Street Fighter 2 SNES cartridge that we spoke about the other week uh, apparently they there's some sort of issue with the uh, the voltage on the cartridge, and that's why it might go on fire. Yeah, because it's hard to come across the voltage that we use in SNES carts. So this one's a higher one that could really so so it is a collector's piece. But yeah. Don't what put it they, in your SNES, people. <laughs> what if they're just lying and you put it on, there's no game on any of them. They're just paying for a red bit of plan. 
Well, I mean, the fact that they've the fact that they've come out and spoken about it like means that YouTubers are going to test it and going to try to make it go on fire so they oh, can yeah. get hits on a fucking video. Yeah. You know, like, on fire. Yeah, you can see it like, oh, Street Fighter Two cartridge burns my snares, burns my house down, kills my family. Maybe not kills my family, but kills <laughs> my family. <laughs> but you know, like YouTubers are going to make videos of it. Yeah. Okay, uh, there's a Japanese shop which is uh, selling the Xbox One S, not yeah. as a games console, but as a Ultra HD Blu-ray player. It's a, it's a good move to get it sold in Japan because it is a cheap Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a cheap 4K Blu-ray player, definitely. I mean, it's supposedly it's pretty good as a 4K Blu-ray player as well. Oh, it is. Like I said about GoldenEye, the upscaling on it was phenomenal. Like mm. I find it very difficult to tell the difference between that and a 4K master of it. Like, um, superb. Some don't get me wrong, some Blu-rays just aren't. But then again, some. Blu- DVD track te- technically HD anyway, you know. So, hmm. cool. Um, okay, NBA 2K18. The developers have come out and said that they had they wanted the Switch version to be the same as the PS4 and Xbox One version from day one. So that's why it's feature complete with the other versions. And I think it's just uh, it's a lower frame rate and whatnot. But that's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically what they did was they they had a main team and they also had a second team to get yeah. onto Switch. They had the entire main team for the main console, PS4 and Xbox, and then they had to have a secondary team just to get it on Switch, because the president of 2K said, if this is not the same game, I don't want it coming out. Basically what FIFA should have done, but then again, as long as all the team works, who gives a fuck was their attitude with FIFA? Yeah, I mean, as long as the game is functional, like, with FIFA, they don't care. But, like, I like this, this thing, the whole thing they're doing with NBA, and I actually might pick it up at some point for the Switch. Well, I will, because yeah. well, I'm collecting them, but... I, but I'll pick it up sooner because it sounds like they've actually put quite a lot of effort into it. And uh, I mean, basketball games are good fun. Um, NBA, NBA uh, Street, NBA Jam, and NBA Playgrounds are fun. Normal basketball games can be quite frivolous and boring because if you've ever watched a basketball game that's not like a skill game or a um, Harlem Globetrotters game, that's just ee, 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 dunk. Remasters are on the way. This is just getting 
ridiculous. Uh, so they're doing a Bayonetta and Vanquish double pack. Which is a strange double pack because Vanquish was okay. Like I don't think it was a bad game, but why not do Bayonetta one and two? Because everybody knows Bayonetta three is going to come. And it's going to come out because the, you can't just keep Bayonetta like on Switch. It's not going to happen. So why not just do Bayonetta one and two double pack? Why put two Be- very different games in the same pack? Bayonetta 2 is a Nintendo exclusive forever. That's forever. that's the reason. Yeah, they will never come into another console. It was a I think, good game. I think Nintendo Nintendo funded it. That's oh, why the so game was. Yeah, that's why right. the game was made. So like, there's no way that they'll ever let that come to another platform that's not Nintendo. Now Bayonetta 2 could come to the Switch, hundred percent, and they probably will. There's no reason for them not to. They could. They've already I'll... like. They've probably already made money on it, so they could port it over to Switch and make I even more money off it. So that was superb. Yeah, I never played it, so I would definitely buy it on Switch. The but yeah, Bayonetta one and Vanquish on PS4, Xbox One. I don't care about that. It's like Sega, are like oh, what can what can we do to make some money? Not Sonic Adventure, not a complete Sonic collection like the one with uh, yeah. Knuckles Chaotix on it. No Vanquish, get that out. I mean, Vanquish just came out on PC recently, and apparently the it's actually a very good version of it on PC. It was a decent game. It was okay. It's not one that I'm like, oh my god, I need to or ever play it again. <laughs> um, we already spoke about the iPhone 8 and, 8 and the X. It was leaked earlier in the week, but it's now been officially announced and whatnot. Um, okay, some sales uh, news for you. The Switch version of Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap has outsold... Today, yeah. all of the other versions combined. Yeah. So that's like PC, version. PS4, Xbox One, all of those combined, it's sold more on the Switch, and this is digital only. So that's pretty cool. That is I mean, really it just goes, cool. I think it's like because there is still like a limited amount of things that you can buy on the Switch, especially like real, real top quality good things. So the cream is really rising to the top still, and Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap is, is, a, is a great game. Is, as Ali told us in his review a few yeah. months ago. Superb. Uh, somebody's made a mod that turns Mario 64 into some sort of shared world experience. And it yeah. looks phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> check out some of the YouTube videos trying to do. You can, like, you know, the penguin race and stuff, you can do that together. Like, they've added Waluigi and stuff like that. Like, it looks absolutely brilliant. I might have to download this to try it because... It's not something I knew. I thought I wanted until I seen the fun that you can have. So I'm going to probably download it until Fraser turn. If you want to as well, we can all get some Mario going. Nice. Uh, so some Nintendo news now, or uh, more Nintendo news. So Nintendo like these days, isn't it? Think, yeah. think about like maybe a year ago, like Nothing. we were not talking about Nintendo at all ever, apart from like oh Wii U sales are bad, or like the last game is to come to the Wii U is going to be this. But yeah, all the Nintendo news is coming out and it's all pretty much good news. So Nintendo's come out and said that they've dramatically increased the production of the SNES Classic to try to meet the demand for it. I'll believe it when I see them on, on a store it'll, shelf. It will sell out the first month and then they will be I mean, it probably will, but like, I mean, I, I would like to be able to just walk into a shop and go, okay, I'll, I want one of those. Like, and it's just, they've got loads of them on the shelf. I know you have, but... But for those that well, have, I might like, not get it because you know what I'm pre-ordering from. Well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd like for all the people who actually want to get one to be able to get one at a reasonable price. Of course. So Nintendo sh- should absolutely ramp up the production of it. And, all all uh, I hope that I can do with it is add every SNES game to the. You know, if I can SNES and I can 
Now, sitting here, like, apart from Star Fox 2, like, okay, there is games on it that are really good, but the main thing I wanted to do is to be hacked, like, and so that I can add every SNES game to it because I want to so, complete SNES and complete NES. So what if it's, what if it's unhackable? <sighs> uh, play Star Fox 2 and flip it, make a profit. Hmm. But yeah, so the, the Nintendo's come. I, th- I think that I think that they'll have managed to make it unhackable. No, for like certainly in the way that the, the NES Mini is like hackable, they'll have they'll have put a backdoor in that you can't do that anymore. We'll see. I doubt it because like even the Wii U has been. I mean, the Sega Saturn had the strongest protection. It only got hacked what like last year. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the PS4, Xbox One. Like you can't hack. Yeah, they're locked down, but they're not going to put that much tech that locks down a SNES. Like it's got USB ports. You're going to be able to plug it in into the PC. Somebody's going to figure that. Possibly, yeah, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, the Nintendo's also uh, strongly urged people uh, to not overpay for the SNES Mini on eBay. Um, kind of implying that there will be enough consoles out there for people to buy them if they want them, which is I think is the best thing that you can get for the for the market. Um, what they, they've also come out and said that they essentially they underestimated the uh, the demand yeah. for the NES Mini because they what based they their they, no no they they based their uh, like sales estimates on previous versions of like retro type consoles that other companies had done so yeah, like, but, things like those AT games Mega Drives and things like that yeah but that wasn't made by Sega so they can't exactly say that, yeah. But, yeah but they based their like sales estimates and their and like made their production based on the sales estimates against those things and how well those so, sold and they didn't so they sell see, very well because they so were they crap see, why, did, why didn't the count say this straight away then instead of all the bullshit they should have why, yeah they should have like if that was generally the reason see when they sold out and people were like oh this is why didn't they make a statement this is pish like utter shite from them but in related to news to that Nintendo has also announced that it will be reviving uh, last year's NES Classic Edition yes so they're bringing it out again. Um, it's going to be sometime next summer when it comes out. So, so this sell might, this, Yeah, they might have. Although they might have uh, managed to like get away around the the way that it was hacked. So you might not be able to hack have, these new ones. Yeah, if they have, then the original model is going to be more desirable. Yep. If they have the the original model, will go up in price, and this yeah. one will be cheap. But, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, at some point I will sell this. Yeah, it's the same way as like the, what was it, the Apple TV? Like, the, I think it's the second gen or something like that. It's the one you can hack. Yeah. That's worth a lot more money than the other ones. Yeah, because you can sideload coding stuff. Yeah, and you can't do that on the newer ones because they managed to work out a way that you couldn't do it. But but yeah, so I, I think it's good that they're, they're doing this because there is clearly a demand for this. Uh, people still want this thing and especially I think they want it even more because Nintendo discontinues it so if they bring it back it's going to it's going to sell like fuck uh, okay next and last piece of news uh, there's a game called Sky coming out which is by the guys who made Journey and it's coming to iPhone in the winter so this is for okay. obviously for the new iPhones is it, well, it'll be out in the 7 as well it'll run in the 7 probably the 6 yeah. too it looks nice <laughs> I mean it's Kind of a Journey esque game. Yeah, they always make games like I, I, that game company, isn't it? Uh, uh. Yeah, I really like. I like it. I like. I it. love Journey so much. It is one of my favorite games ever. Good, good. You're right. 
I still haven't finished it. I need to go back and finish it one day. No, I, have, I, have played, I have played through it six times. Amazing. Still, Do you know what was... One of the most beautiful games in a game without a story... One of the most beautiful moments in a game without a story was at the end when you realised that they were there were actually gamers and like it gave you the gamer tag at the end during the credits. It was yep. amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Like I like that uh, flower... Um, what's the other ones I like, Andy? There's loads of these uh, ones that I love. Flow was the other one, maybe. Flow. Flow was good. Uh, the one with the birds that I got during E3. Oh yeah, uh, Entwined. Entwined was phenomenal. If you haven't played that, come and check it out the before. I have. I played well. I enjoyed that. Uh, it's beautiful as well. But Journey just hit the nail on the head. So this one, it's kind of cool that iPhone stepping up in the gaming market, getting an exclusive like that. Like I'll happily play that next year. Yeah, I noticed in like a lot of their images for the like press release that they've got like the Final Fantasy fifteen pocket edition like yeah. running on it. And Why like, not? Okay. Like, yeah, look at these graphics and like yeah, the cheapiness of the fucking wee dicks. Think about it though, some people's only gaming device is a phone. That's true, yeah. Fucking idiots. Hashtag casuals. <laughs> Hashtag candy crush. It's such a shit game, by the way. Yes. Anyway, that is, uh, I think that's all the news. Oh, the, uh, there was one thing that came out with Bethesda. Bethesda is apparently releasing a game this year that is as of yet unannounced. Yeah, this might be their sci-fi one that they were talking about. It's along the lines of Fallout and Skyrim, but it's set in space. I will buy that shit if that's happening. If it's that like set not, in space. It's not going to be that. There's no way it's that. This is going to be like, do you remember what they did with Fallout Shelter? No. They basically announced it and were like, okay, it's out next week. This is, gonna be a, this is going to be a mobile game based on something. I hope it's not. That's what it'll be. and Or, or like a, a game like that. Um, it could even be like a remaster of like fucking Fallout New Vegas or something like that. Oh, but they'll announce, they'll announce this either... It'll either be at Paris Games Week or PSX. And they'll they'll announce it and they'll, they'll put it out like within a week of it being announced. When are they going to announce the death of the VR? It, I think it's already dead, to be honest. Although, <laughs> although <laughs> of it ever in the show, yes. Oh no! Oh no! Yes. Although uh, <laughs> uh, Undertale, 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 dun, dun. Undertale did recently come out on the Switch. It's uh, on the on the Vita. No, no one, no one cares. You Bethany and like three Asian dudes. Bethany cares. Bethany should be playing with decent games consoles. She wants to play the the Vita over the Switch at the moment. She needs to talk. About- just handle that switch <laughs> because, because she's because she's got Undertale on on the Vita and it's not out sure. on the switch. Nice move, Dad. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like she, anytime if she goes away anywhere, she's like, "Daddy, can I take the Vita?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, I'm not doing anything with it. Go for it. Wait, wait. To mind tries that. Can I take? No. You got a job? <laughs> nah. Fucking out. Work for it. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's all the news. Cool, so let's move on to all of the video games that we have played throughout the week. And we'll do reverse order from the Let's start with Cameron. What have you played this week? Uh, the games I've been playing this week, I've been dabbling a bit in my PS1 collection. So um, I got, I recently played Medieval again for the first time. Um, it's my, arguably my favourite game ever. That's a bit of a, a nostalgia thing, but it came in with the original Medieval 2 poster with the map from the first game in the back. Nice. Uh, which was incredible. So it was, but it's, 
a really, really great game. Um, I think very Tim Burton. Um, yep. And yeah, I've really enjoyed that. And the rest of my PS1 collection, I've tried my hand at the Monopoly game on PS1, <laughs> which proved to be one of the funnest gaming experiences I've had in a while. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a good laugh. Monopoly on PS1. Yep. Okay. Does it play just like a game of Monopoly? Believe it or not, yes. <laughs> have you have you played the one on like the PS4? No, but I want to because the graphics look outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the graphics don't really matter in Monopoly, but uh, it's actually quite a fun game because like, you can play it online against people. Yeah, oh, it looks class to be fair. But it was, I mean, on PS1, as well, it's very very basic, obviously, but it was good fun. So it was. Uh... Was would play on my PS One, played a bit of Doom, original Spider Man on PS One, um, which was just uh, looking back, it is one of the hardest games. <laughs> Trying to get to grips with those controls was one of the most rage inducing uh, game experiences of late. On more current gen, uh, I've just been continuing to play a bit of UFC every now and then, dabbling in a bit of FIFA. Uh, I haven't really been playing any many get a go wipeout like the Omega Collection, but I've just not had the time to have a go at it. And I, I just, as I said earlier, I haven't even tried Destiny Two yet. Um, did, did you buy will... it? Did I watch it? Did you buy Destiny Two? No, 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 no. no. Is, is it not still up at like fifty quid at least? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be full price for probably till the end mm-hmm. of the year. Bye. No, I, again, I want to play Lost Legacy, but I used to pay that sort of money for a glorified DLC, as far as I'm concerned, and that's just without even playing it. Have you played Lost Legacy? Uh, yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. I'll, I'll talk about it shortly. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I, 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 haven't, I haven't got around to it. We've only we got a copy into work recently, uh, and I'm considering trying it out, but I'm a wee bit more hesitant, I've got to say. Uh, but there was something I was playing oh I fell back in love with F-Zero uh, on Gamecube came into work of course course you did of course you did yep great game just great game (laughs) the most fast paced most outrageous racer in the world uh, yet to be beaten as far as I'm concerned it's F-Zero is probably better than Wipeout uh, yeah Wipeout had better songs yeah, oh, yeah, it did. But the gameplay in F Zero is much better than Wipeout. Uh, was it Zero G or something like that was quite a good one as well. Zero G Racing, I think so. Do, yeah. do you know what racing game that I, that I loved that I think should come back? Roll Cage. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was that, a, game, was, that game was amazing. Do, do you not remember the guys made one? Um, what there was wasn't that? What was that? Uh, it was kind of like a spiritual successor. Was it Extreme G that I'm thinking of? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a good game. In fact, I like that better than yeah Extreme G. Uh, what did I play it on? Grip. N- N- game. N- it's the this spiritual yeah. successor. Yeah. Uh, N64 Extreme G. I like that better than F Zero. Did Grip come to PS4? I wonder. I don't think it did. No, I think it's PC only. Yeah, PC only. But you're a PC gamer now, Andy. 
Yeah, I mean, it look, it does look good, to be fair. Yeah. But as far as games I was playing, lads, I'll let you take last week, doing a lot of movies and stuff, as you know. So I'll let you carry, carry on. <laughs> I've I've only played two things, Ali. So I'll I'll jump in and I'll let you. You were next. You were next, anyway. Okay, cool. Uh, so first of all, I did play some more uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy, mm-hmm. and I've come to the conclusion that this game would be a lot better if it just didn't have any combat in it. Because like the the combat doesn't really serve any purpose. It's just like there are generic mercenaries kicking about that are like fighting against you one. because. Uh, yeah, like like that, but I mean, there isn't really any reason for them to be there and to be so, like, fucking bloodthirsty for you. Like, you're you're obviously they've set it up so that there's uh, there's like a a bad guy and he's uh, and he's wanting to go after the same MacGuffin that you're after. So he's essentially a bunch of mercenaries in the way to stop you getting there before him. And that's how like every every co- every combat encounter takes place, and it's the same way as in an, any Uncharted game, where you know when a combat encounter's coming up because you will come across like a weapons cache. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to fight some guys in a minute, and sure enough, you do every time. And sometimes you'll come across like some grenades, and then there might be a tank or something you need to take out. Like, yeah, okay, it was so predictable. Like for things like that, it's unreal. But it's really weird because the opposite side of that, like the puzzle solving. There's actually some really quite intricate puzzles that are fun in it. Um, in the same way, like the puzzles in Uncharted Four are fun, like moving, moving puzzles and like moving things about to work out different shadows on the wall and things like that. Really, like really interesting and dynamically different puzzles. But I would love it if the game was just like wandering about the environment, exploring shit, finding like hidden caves and things like that, because you can do all that, but just with no enemies take away the enemies and the game would be much better and much I think it would be shorter as well obviously so in that way the enemies feel like they've been like added in as padding because they don't serve any purpose apart from to have this loose connection to the story and then to make the game longer uh, but the, the graphics never are really good and all of the gameplay is fantastic except for the enemy encounters which I have not enjoyed a single one of but yeah. the climbing sections are brilliant. All the that puzzles are like fantastic. Uncharted 1. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of like that, but it's a lot more open than Uncharted One. Because you remember in Uncharted Four, where there's a big kind of deserty type area. Yeah. This game kind of most of this game kind of takes place in like a big area like that. It's a lot. It's a lot more varied and kind of uh, lush. There's a lot more greenery and like rivers and things like that to to go to drive around in your car. Um, but the biggest problem with this game is Nadine. Now, do you remember Nadine, Ali? No, you said this last week. Yeah, do, do you remember? Do you remember Nadine Cameron? Yeah, yeah, I do. Nadine from uh, from Uncharted Four. She was like kind of the bad guy for a bit in the game, but she's now like piled up with Chloe from Uncharted Two, which it's just ba- basically they've kind of gone. Oh well, Chloe's hired her to go along on this mission to find this MacGuffin which is like a big it's like a horn thing but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what it is it's just a thing you need to get this thing okay cool but there is like a plot twist in it that I'll not spoil for people but when it happened I'm like okay there's a little bit of a plot twist 
but the the reaction from the characters only lasts maybe five minutes, <laughs> and then it goes back to status quo. You're like, what the fuck was the point in putting this in here? Like, why did you not just tell us this at the beginning of the game? Have them have like an argument about it and whatever, and then get on with the game. But but anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying the game. But I do just wish there was no combat. I would be enjoying it a thousand times more if there was no combat in it because the combat is it's very generic like kill all the bad guys okay look here's a bunch of different weapons blow up a tank yay this is fun you're having fun are you yeah yeah but yeah like all the other stuff apart from that is good besides the storyline because Nadine is not not an interesting character at all and they've also like (laughs) they've done a really weird thing with Chloe because they've tried to like put this backstory in for her, how like her father was this like archaeologist type guy and he was always after this MacGuffin thing that they're going after in this game and that this was his life's work and stop me if this sounds like a fucking Tomb Raider game. This is like they've tried to retcon a Tomb Raider storyline into Chloe's background to make her like be like the action hero archetype, which she never really was in Uncharted 2. So it's strange that they've kinda of tried to force this in here. And they've clearly done it because of Tomb Raider. And they didn't need to. They could have just they could have just made it have be Chloe and have no companion. Like the companion serves no purpose in this game at all, other than to have someone for Chloe to talk to to further the plot, which is very generic. So, like for Uncharted game, it's not a particularly great one. So far, it's by far the worst one. <laughs> but it's still, like I say. Some of the elements of the game are still really enjoyable, like the the puzzles and the climbing and the kind of exploring the world. Those are fun. Plot and all enemy encounters garbage. Uh, I haven't quite finished yet. I think I'm on chapter eight out of thirteen, fourteen. So still a wee bit to go. I mean, it kind of felt like I was coming towards the end of the game, but I don't know. Maybe the last few chapters kind of barrel into each other. I'm not sure. But anyway, I'll, I'll hopefully I'll finish it by next week and uh, I can give give my final thoughts on it. Uh, the other game that I played, Ali, was the best game ever. Probably wasn't. It pro- it definitely was. It's not the best game ever, but it's better than its predecessor. So I played Knack Two. Oh, you got it for free. <laughs> and I got Knack Two for free. That's right. Yeah. Um, there was an error on the. Uh, on the PSN store in New Zealand last week, and I think I mentioned this previously on the show. And basically, what happened is they put Knack Two, the full game, up for to download for free <laughs> just before it came out, yeah. the day before it came out. Um, and so I went and created a New Zealand account and downloaded it as my profile and whatnot. And thought, oh, well, I might as well try it and see what happens. And they, thinking they would probably like rescind it, uh, but they didn't. <laughs> they just left it there. <coughs> And uh, people, people on Twitter were joking, saying that Mac, uh, Mac, Mark Cerny hacked the PSN so as some people would play Knack Two <laughs> and talk about it. Because Probably. otherwise, why would anyone else? Why would anyone ever buy it? But as far as the game actually goes itself, I mean, it, it is better than Knack One for sure. Um, now, Knack One had some. The best thing about Knack One really was the graphics. It was it was quite a pretty game, and it had nice effects and stuff like that. But the plot was terrible. The gameplay was very generic, average platformer action, almost hack and slashy type thing. Um, but the biggest problem with it was its checkpointing system was awful. 
Now this game has solved that by making the game much, much easier and uh, the checkpoint system is essentially like a Lego game. So if you die, you basically you respawn at like the last jump essentially. <laughs> so if you fall off, you'll just get respawned on the last platform you fell off. Which is much better and it makes it makes the game a thousand times easier than, than the first game. Because the first game, whilst it was like kind of pitched as a kid's game, was fucking hard. Like really hard. Uh, I I got to the last boss in the game and couldn't beat it. Like I tried I tried hundreds and hundreds of times to beat the last boss for hours and hours and hours and could not do it. It was fucking impossible. Uh, but this game seems like it's it's going to be a cakewalk in comparison. Um, plot again is terrible in this game. The, all the dialogue is absolute generic action hero type garbage. Uh, the fact that Nak even talks is just stupid. Um, so far through the game, you're you're just like walking around, going through puzzles for I don't know why <laughs> I can't work out what the plot is here you're just like walking through the through like a one pathway like go over the platforms okay get to the get to a boss kill the boss defeat the enemies along the way great like why am I doing this I don't know maybe maybe I missed this the plot of this game entirely but I don't think there's really been much as of yet uh, and I've played for maybe a couple hours but yeah. it it's a basic uh, kind of generic hack and slash platformer type game. Uh, the the only like real different thing about it is that you can shrink and grow. So kind of like Ant Man sort of thing. So you can shed all your uh, you can shed all your like parts and become a small knack, and then you can suck them sort of back to yourself and become big knack again to fight things. So you, you can, can fight su- things suck in your yourself little. in this game. You can suck yourself, yeah, entirely. <laughs> <laughs> You can suck your entire body, uh, but yeah, it's all right. Like I'm glad I didn't pay any money for it. Put it that way. But it's kind of one of those real generic six out of ten PS2, PS3 generation platformer hack and slash type games. Nothing yeah. really too special about it. Very average. <laughs> better than that one though. Definitely better than that one. So they've made improvements, but did Knack need a sequel? Did it fuck? Is it going to get another sequel? Probably not. I can't believe that Knack 2 came out. Like, what What? world are we living in? <laughs> what a time to be alive. I know. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all I played. Um, Knack 2. Yay. Don't buy it. <laughs> okay, so I played a game that you should buy, um, which is Sonic Mania. And as you know, I've completed the game well quote unquote completed beat the last level but I didn't go mm. the emeralds Andy as you know and like for the past was it has it been out a month nearly maybe mm-hmm. I finished I finished the main game in maybe a week um but I finally got all the Chaos Emeralds as Sonic. Um Emeralds number four and five are definitely the best, right. Uh the last one was actually pretty fun uh to to get but yeah I'm not looking forward to doing them again at all in my Tails and Knuckles playthroughs. Um, I've I've yet to go back in. See, once I've done the Emeralds, I was that happy that I just put the game down. So, like, obviously, there's a, an extra level once you beat Robotnik in the final zone. So, I'm looking forward to going in and playing that level finally. But more or less, I've finished the game now. Uh, I've still got some Blue Sphere to do, but I'll probably get them throughout my Knuckles and Tails playthroughs. Um, but yeah, so that's that done and dusted. Um, 
Sonic Mania is incredible. It is actually really fucking good. Like, you know, and um, I got that sense of achievement from it. You know, like, they kind of th- made the Chaos Emblems throw away in games, like, where you were just handed them throughout the story. You know, like, even in Sonic Adventure, it's like, you didn't feel like you'd done a bonus stage or earned them in any way. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I, I love the system, uh, and we will talk about this in the Sonic podcast, which is going to happen, but, like, the, the Emeralds throughout the levels in the Master System, where you had to actually find them. I thought that was cool. Um, but I do remember, obviously, Sonic 2 being the first one. Like, I need to earn these emeralds. I need, there was no saving Sonic 2 either. So it was a case that I need to get these emeralds before I finish the game and then collect 50 and beat Robotnik as Super Sonic. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've just got to beat Robotnik again. But yeah, it's, it's a great game to play through. But again, I still have this feeling it doesn't feel like a whole Sonic game, if you know what I mean, because like parts of it are reused and I know that's terrible to say about it because they're phenomenally reused because it extends the levels and enhances them in ways that you, and adds new areas that you've never been to um, and for the likes of Chemical Zone boss it's incredible and then throwing the last boss of Sonic 2 and Green Hill Zone it's fucking amazing but it is a retreading and I've always stuck by it it's not a slander in the people that make it it's giving them a compliment they should have been given free reign to make their own new levels for it all I get why they put the familiar ones in to get an audience but see now they should be given free reign and okay maybe one or two levels but see like having more levels that are remakes than brand new ones because my favourite levels in this game are the but yeah hands off, hats off to them they, these are the Sonic guys now do not give it back to Sonic team please um so yeah, I as as you know, Andy, I got NH18. Mm-hmm. Um, the looks aren't great in it. I hope there's a patch coming. Uh, however, the handling of the game players for the first time actually feel like they're skating, right? Um, they introduced backward skating. I think it was 2016, whereas before it was just whatever way you were facing was how you skated. In 2016, obviously, as you know, players can skate backwards. Uh, introduced that, but it never felt comfortable. Like you always kind of flipped round, and it was kind of awkward. Like basically like if you tried to skate backwards and you're not a hockey player that's what it felt like but now it actually legit feels like you're skating backwards and you've got more movement it feels like you're moving as a hockey player which is awesome um the jostling for position at the net function that they added you know when you see players like elbowing each other and trying to get position actually works this time where it gives you like hmm. a button prompt a button prompt that if you time it right you flip around the player you know so that you get past them and that really works uh, they've got a new 3v3 mode which is all to do with the new overtime rule in ice hockey where it's like three on three for the next goal wins it basically if it ends in a tie um, they've got a whole mode of that that I've tried but it's a bit more arcadey Ultimate Team only reason I tried that is because market work kept going on and on about NHL Ultimate Team and I put it on and I've created the Air Eagles as you usually do an Ultimate Team and they've made it a lot more appealing this time because it doesn't have a story mode in this in, in this NHL however they've added challenges offline challenges as well which appeals to me um, like beat the Avalanche like beat the Mighty Ducks you know like you've got all these challenges score X amount of goals like pair two pair these two players and score so I like that that it's almost like it's only mini story modes uh, they've obviously still got that be a pro mode um, and the one thing that I'm hoping for in the up- updates obviously Adidas uh, I know they're owned by Reebok but Adidas are the ones that are bringing out new hockey uniforms this year and I was playing in my be a pro mode against Ottawa and the Toronto Maple Leafs they had the new Adidas jerseys on but the players were still wearing last season's Reebok ones which was really fucking annoying um, well it is because it's like well this is 
it needs to be updated and patched. Why have, why has the Maple Leafs got the Adidas uniforms but always get last year's? Didn't like it. Um, like I said, there's no story mode, uh, but Beer Pro's good. The on-ice trainer is improved yet again because there was many years where it would be like your shift had ended. Your shift's obviously how long you spent in the ice and you're coming off and your coach gives you uh, points that you need to improve on because you've got your three grades to improve, like from a C- minus up to A+. Plus. And like it used to just be random things that would not affect your grade whatsoever, whereas now the game actually reads how you're playing and uh, praises you where praises you and tells you where you need to improve on and how to do that and the cool thing is now if you're unsure while you're sitting in the bench waiting if you fancy skipping to the next shift you can play a mini video on how to do exactly what the coach is asking you so that's really your players um, but like the presentation of the game at the main menu screen is kind of like I but it squares um, and you've got like a main bar or even like the PlayStation UI you know you've got a lot of squares you've say mm. nine at the top and basically it asks you to pin your three most played game modes at the top so that you've got instant access so like you go down and you've got like your 20 icons for the different modes and what creator modes and stuff but basically i pinned ultimate team be a pro and play now at the top because that's my three most played and it's actually fucking handy instead of say ultimate teams at the end having to scroll all the way along i really like that sort of setup um i do create a team i did create a team but sadly i'm absolutely terrible at it and no artistic skills when it comes to drawing in that way so I really wanted to make Brayhead Clan what would be nice if they did would be to add a feature where you can download other players creating teams because I'm sure that some more artistic hockey fan than me will be creating the Brayhead Clan and if that's not if you're not able to share them then that's a damn shame because people like me would definitely download that and give you your star to get your trophy or what um, so yeah I also got a game set by it's actually the MLB that make this themselves uh, be entertainment RBI Baseball 17 which is the baseball mm. option for everybody that doesn't have a Playstation because obviously they've got MLB The Show which is a fucking superb game absolutely great um, so this is available on PS4 Xbox One I believe PC and Switch it came to priced at twenty six ninety nine. also available on uh, iOS I believe Android as well we'll get to that in a minute um, so yeah, it's officially licensed. You've got every ballpark in the game, which is a nice touch. You've got three modes. You've got a season, postseason, and exhibition, and that's all the good parts of the game that I can say about it. What's that? I didn't didn't have any good parts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so basically, selecting your favourite team as you do you, you first games usually get background logo when you go to play now or instantly team you know so you can play as them this does absolutely nothing apart from when you go to settings you can read who your team is so there was no point in me choosing my favourite team um, there is absolutely no commentary in the game whatsoever bar it's a beautiful day for a baseball game there's no commentary all the way through nothing um, the graphics look subpar PS2 now I'm not exaggerating this this is what it looks like when, say, you're on the mound and you're moving your player, it, the legs don't move nothing. Like, it's imagine a frozen image of your baseball player, like, shifting to the left or right. You know, like, in a create a game. Imagine you're creating a game and you're and it's just like, without any movement or any animation from the player, it just moves left or right or up and down. That's what it does. It has got two button controls, which is okay, I suppose. Um, you throw the ball and you can hit the ball and you can run to a base. 
catching the ball is almost impossible. You basically just run to like a circle. You don't get a good view of the field at all. Um, extras menu, which I went into to see what extras they had. It's just settings. It's just settings. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing in the extras menu. There's no unlockables either. So basically what you've got the choice of is playing uh, one game, um, which they claim to be the fastest ever. You can play it in 20 minutes. I wouldn't want to play this for 20 minutes. Um, you can also play your 120-odd game season mode. Mm. Why you would why you would want to torture yourself like that, I have no idea because there's no fucking... There's nothing. It's just game after game after game after game. There's nothing. There's nothing. No extras. It's just like, yeah, the one the end that's it you can play post-season which isn't even added on to the end of your season you have to start a whole new season mode which is just game after game after game after game after game of boring dull lifeless soulless shout out fucking game by the people that own the sport um like honestly the most boring sports title i've played in my entire <laughs> life. like it is there's not even any motion control which could have saved it slightly like slightly if there's motion controls there's no motion controls um like we sports the baseball section on it is better than this game it looks nicer too like don't get me wrong it's got all the real players and whatnot but that doesn't count for everything it, it's such a shame for people that don't have a playstation like myself that like if, this is your only option to play a fucking baseball game with the real players is this like rbi baseball like MLB, the show, is a phenomenal game with so much depth. It's a bit like your 2K games or your Pro Evos or your EA Sports games with mm. the in-depth modes and stuff. This is not, This has nothing. Nothing. And the icing on the big cake of turd that it is, this game costs twenty six ninety nine. Oh. On the iPhone, out of interest, yes, that's right, out of interest, because this was a review copy, I spent four ninety nine to buy this game on the iPhone, thinking it would be a smaller, shitter version it's the exact same game that you're paying twenty six ninety nine for on the Switch and Xbox mm. PS4. The same game for £5 on your iPhone. The same game. So if you feel like a big bunch of shit and you're a baseball fan, download this for £5 on your phone. Do not pay nearly £30. I nearly paid £30 for this. I would be fucking livid if I'd paid £30 for this. Honestly, it's a piece of trash. It's probably the worst game that I have ever played, including Thor from Sega. Oh my God. <laughs> Thor from Thor from Sega looked better than this game. Wow! So this is this is out on you played this on the Switch then, yeah? So on Switch, it's also available on Xbox PS4. Avoid like the plague. It's out on your phone as well. If you feel the need to play this game, buy it on your phone for a fiver. It's the same fucking game, the exact same content, the exact same graphics. Everything's the same. It's deleted from my phone now, but I wasted a fiver just just so that I could cover it tonight and be fair with it that i've i can't say anything good about this this game at all there's not not one redeeming point in this like it doesn't even feel realistic when you hit the ball how do you run in the game you don't you just tap a button and hopefully you make the base before the fucking uh, terminator style ai catch the oh so there's not like a there's not like an international dragon through like hammer the buttons No. Oh, that sucks. There's nothing. It's two buttons. You push one button to hit the ball, you push another to start running. You hope you get a home run. There's no commentary to make it feel like it's got any life. And apparently the reviews are saying the worst thing is it's the exact same as last year. Well, I feel sorry for you if you bought it fucking last year as well. Mm. Fucking rip off. 
$26.99 on Switch, you'd be better binning a fucking uh, your left uh, Switch controller and buying a new one. That's the exact same value for money this is. <laughs> Honestly, it's wow. terrible. Don't buy this game. Thanks for sending me. Don't send me next year's. <laughs> I'm not joking. I hope they're listening. Okay, so I covered the NHL. I covered the piece of shit RBI Baseball 17, which is minus five stars. Fucking, ab- absolute fucking garbage. Like, I honestly, uh, it's it's a non-game. It's like, I could probably make this on a fucking game creator if I had the license for all the baseball teams. Hmm. It's how much, like, baseball is meant to be a passion for, passion-filled sport for the Americans. It's one of their national sports. You fucking, you've not shown any of it in this game at all. You've showed as much passion as a tramp's fucking piss-stained shoe. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, the last I did finish it was really fucking good. I didn't enjoy the first time I played it. Okay, okay. So I played Sonic Adventure Two. No, I'm joking. It wasn't Sonic Adventure Two. I hate. I hate, absolutely hate that game, and I'm fucking struggling to get through it. I say hate it. Hate's a strong word that I would use to describe RBI Baseball 2017. Um, <laughs> However, Sonic Adventure, I don't hate it. It's just I don't like it as much as Sonic Adventure. Um, no, I did. I've been playing a lot of GameCube games, as you know, through Wily Ways and a lot of Wii games. I played uh, GoldenEye Remastered, which I wrote off. I hated. I was like, nah, I had it on the. I believe I bought it in the Wii at first, um, and then I bought it on the PS3. Never ever get into it. Never ever really played it. <laughs> See now, playing all the way through it, what they've done with it, if you know, they basically took GoldenEye. And they've replaced them with Daniel Craig. They've changed some of the locations, and they've obviously they don't have that as licenses for the rest of the characters. But it works. Like um, when you first go, it's not even Russia that um, you go to to meet Zukovsky, which is obviously Rob Train's character. You go to Barcelona, and he's a nightclub owner guy, like Zukovsky was. But obviously, this is updated, so he's like a cool younger guy with tattoos. He's still got the scar in his face, but it fits more with Daniel Craig. Um, Natalia's kind of similar didn't need to change her too much on the top's about the same um, and obviously Sean Bean isn't 006 which is a travesty but like anyway the game works man like I played it to completion tonight which I've never done you visit locations like Africa and things like that like the GoldenEye satellites in Africa it follows the basis of the GoldenEye movie um, obviously 006 is a double agent um, pardon the pun but he's a double double agent is that a quarter agent I don't know how to say that quadruple agent. agent triple agent yeah so um I love this game, man. The story was phenomenal. Like, and obviously, I'm going to go back and play like the extras. I'm playing it on the Wii with the the GameCube controller, which is the only way to play it. Do not try and play it with the remote. Um, and it's fucking, it's superb, man. Like, it looks the way that your mind nostalgically remembers Goldeneye the '64, which means it doesn't look that good these days because obviously this was a bit of an older game anyway. But it looks better than the '64 version. It's got some memorable locations like the library. You still get the scene where you're in the tank, but this time it's a bit more involved. And the tank's more modern. I genuinely believe, like, obviously they've done 007 Legends, they should have made more games with Daniel Craig in the place of, like, uh, Sean Connery. Like, they should have done Doctor No the Game, but up to date with, like, maybe not redone the movie, but I totally bought Daniel Craig's version as if, like, you know how James Bond's meant to be the same person, that, yeah, that's Daniel Craig's, how he, like, that's that's cool, man. Like, if they'd done Goldeneye these days, it would totally work as a fucking film. Like, everyone would be like, oh, it's blasphemy. And yeah, it probably is to an extent, but... 
this is done with like Daniel Craig. Obviously, his voice acting's in it. Dame Judi Dench voice acting's in it. It's done really well. Uh, obviously, I've not tried the multiplayer, but like they've got most of the levels from the and like there's obviously the bonus missions and secrets you can unlock by doing it in the harder difficulties because i'm not gonna lie i played it on operative there's still agent and double agent to finish and obviously that's how i played the original golden eye because each one unlocks like you know different things like uh there's different levels to unlock like the one killed bad in samadai and like your different levels and like honestly i thoroughly enjoyed this game like if you still get a ps3 or xbox or even we definitely pick it up and give it a shot if you're a bond fan like i i feel bad that i wrote this off at first um just i put it on i was like Dang, oh this is not golden eye. it's not a ps present it fucking is golden eye and like the story's still there it's just that they've modernized it you know it's as if if they did not make a movie of golden eye back then that's what it this is what it would have been like they've even got like licensed music for the nightclub scene um you don't get as many gadgets like yeah you've got your mobile phone that you can hack stuff um you don't get like proximity mines as much you do get them in it but um as far as i remember from the original game you only really get them in the multiplayer anyway and you just throw them at your friends faces rather than plant them you know you wait for them to come and boom pow right the kisser but yeah golden eye honestly on the Wii, i play i finished it over two three nights obviously i was playing it on the easiest mode but like it wasn't overly challenging there was a bit where i had to protect natalia when she was hacking in computers and there was like waves of enemies coming but like i i really enjoyed this game man it's licensed music mm. like it's spot it's nothing like golden eye um, rogue agent which came out which was nothing to do with golden eye it was a case of you were playing as um a guy that was injured by dr no and you got a golden eye like that's that's what you are you weren't even james bond in that game um in fact, you killed James Bond in that game. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, it was terrible. I've got that downloaded for the GameCube. It's so bad. It handles really terrible. Honestly, man, this GoldenEye remake, like, fucking so good, man. Like, such fun to play. I enjoyed the story. It felt like I was rewatching GoldenEye in a different way. Like, all the story elements were hit. Um, although I did get kind of confused because I watched GoldenEye a few nights ago and I watched Tomorrow Night Dies last night. And I'm like, when does the big boat come into it? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, that's Tomorrow never dies but yeah no if you haven't played it i know i know you did you maybe try it andy uh the, the golden eye remake yeah i did yeah. try it. um i'm think i actually like played it at your house on ps3 possibly yeah yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't play it apart from that but i did try it there and it, it was all right yeah it was good cameron is a james bond fan have you played Go- i've played golden eye Remastered the new one? No, no. I played. I think I I played the demo on three sixty years ago. It's like like I was just saying, you would love it as well, man. See, so get into body mode like oh, replacing Daniel Craig with Pierce Brosnan. Like I said, sounds blasphemy to a Bond fan, but the way that they've modernised it and put in versions of the characters that would suit Daniel Craig more severely, like make it a good game. Yeah, check it out actually because I'm I'm a, I'm a big Bond fan. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a shot. I fin- I finished it tonight, so my game that I'm, my Bond game for next week's going already already knows incredible. It is a good game. Um, I've also got Agent Under Fire to play as well. I just I've got <laughs> I've got a very good SD card just now. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I played literally this week. Um. I was so happy to finish that game because I don't often finish games, and technically, apart from one level, I finished Sonic Mania as well. So, yes, yeah, you've got all the you've got the emeralds now, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So what do you, what do you have to do then? Just complete the game, and then you get to play the last level. You, you get like a, a, another boss fight after the bottleneck, and that's it. Then you, it's not really a boss fight if you know supersonic boss fights are like you're supersonic, mm. and you just fly into the boss. You know what I mean? And try not yeah. lose all your rings. So yeah, I've got <laughs> that to do. But that's it. That's all I played. Definitely recommend Gold Eye Remastered. Um, I know 007 Legends wasn't that great, but see, honestly, I'm probably going to need Cameron to actually pick that up from G1 for me because it's down to a tenner <laughs> in the Wii. It's down to a tenner in the Wii U, and that's the only one that I can't actually play with my diddly doos on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely pick up Go Now Remastered. Even if you have to buy it, uh, you can get a Wii for under twenty pounds, and you can buy Golden Eye Remastered on Wii for like a pound fifty just now. So go ahead and pick that up and you'll thank me if you're a Bond fan and you've not tried it and you like the original Goldeneye. Unless you hate Daniel Craig. Then you're wrong. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have played this week. So, we've got ten minutes. Do as you will, Andy. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything. <laughs> uh, the FIFA 18 demo just came out, Ali. Are you excited? Oh, man. My brother downloading as we speak. Oh, yeah. The... Uh, only on Xbox One, PS4, and PC, though, not Switch. It was the same for the NBA 2. That kind of fucking sucks, though. Like, yeah, they... because it especially sucks with NBA 2K because the preludes of the game itself, uh, mm. you get, like, you play years of college and your your stuff transfers over like a demo I could take or leave but like yeah that sucks that it's it's supposed to be the exact same game but it's not because I can't play the preload yeah it's kind of annoying because like I would quite like to try FIFA 18 on the Switch just to see how it handles um, but I don't have any interest in playing on PS4 or Xbox or anything but yeah that's all I've got nothing okay. more nothing further we can finish. Okay, so uh, all we have for this week, stay tuned for Gaming History 101 next, I think. Is it a repeat, Andy, or are you? Uh, I think it will be a repeat because they're on high eight currently. Hi, so oh, of course. And like I said last week, our Sonic specials are going to happen. I plan to record the other one with Fred. We waited for him on Friday night, but obviously Fred's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so myself and Fraser, or maybe Andy now that he's not at a night out, We'll record something and get it up. Um, uh, B team later on tonight with Chipsella and the guys. And thank you very much once again, Mr. Cameron Frew from the Write Up. If you want to look at your stuff, check it out. Where, Cameron? At the hyphen right hyphen up dot com. <laughs> We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter name is What's the Write Up? No hyphens. Uh, easier to find than the the URL. Please come have a look and thank you for having me on, guys. Problem anytime. And yes, on behalf of myself and downloading however you've listened to this and catch you all next week. Peace.